Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Yes. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. I am Chickity Chuck. I'm Godless. This is your we weekly examination of all things metal that uh, we like to bring you on Mondays here at Metal Sucks, as well as on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and uh-huh. leave us a fabulous, glowing, scathing review with um, one or nine stars, however many. I don't know how the star thing works, but, but make sure you get out there and uh, tell other people. How much you love the show or hate the show? You're going to want to share about. this interview that we've got this week. This week we got uh, we got Matt Pike from High on Fire. Yeah, you want to share? Tell tell your friends to listen to this so that way you guys can talk about it. You know, at your next get together or whatnot, because there's plenty that comes out of this. We thing. are the Barbara Walters of heavy metal. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know how or what we've done. To make this happen, but we seem to bring tears to people's <laughs> eyes whenever they maybe it's just, they just see us coming and they're like, "Oh man!" See, I was thinking originally maybe it's the oh, way I'm dressed man. or something. But, I don't know, or dude. your dreamy eyes. I don't know, but, something. But, but they it's, just oh, open up to us. But so. it's even over the phone. It seems to happen. No, we caught uh, we caught Matt Pike kind of in a weird situation. Yeah. Uh, he had a friend who passed away, so we'll we'll get into that when we talk to him uh, during our interview. It's a little brief compared to what we've done with other people, but it was a uh, it was it was definitely a a, a tense kind of situation. Yeah, because Matt Pike is is one of those interesting guys where you're not sure if he's gonna like you know put his arm around you and you're gonna cry together, or he's gonna put his arm around you and then crush and your throat, punch you in the <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah, he he actually I uh, have one of the scariest interviews I've ever done. Yeah, was with Matt Pike. <laughs> It was when he was still uh, when he was still drinking pretty heavily, and it was him. It was during a South by Southwest, and I think Municipal Waste and High on Fire were playing the same bill. And he and the lead singer from Municipal Waste apparently were hanging out, and they just got blitzkrieged. <laughs> and I was supposed to interview the band, and it was kind of a let's force this to happen kind of thing. And their label dude is like, "Let's do it! Come on, man! It's going to be great!" And um, and we wind up in an alley behind Emo's. And him just kind of glassy-eyed and pissed. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, man, um, uh, don't hurt me right now." Uh, yeah, it was it was kind of brutal. It's it's still out there somewhere. I couldn't tell you where. <laughs> Nothing ever dies on the internet, so that's yeah. it, it, how it goes, man. But uh, so we got to talk to we got Matt Pike on this episode. Uh, oh, we got to do the Slayer mashup thing. I got to play you that. We're gonna play a little Can't bit wait. of that. Maybe do the new High on Fire song. And uh, we got it. We can't not talk about the lost profits i know it's not really metal i know i know it's pop rock at best right right but this thing with the lost profits is honestly one of the most heinous things i've heard in a long long time yeah like originally when when i started you know i just sort of what looked at headlines or whatnot i was like all right, he's screwing young girls. Okay, that you know. Like, yeah, we've uh, Michael Jackson. We've seen it. Yeah, you know, whatever. But yeah, then you happens. dig in, and oh my goodness, this guy. Some of the stuff is really sick. Yeah, I mean, sick, like sick. sicker than Gary Glitter sick. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, they're, they, metal has perpetrated some really, really bad crimes against other metal people over the years. Yep. I mean, some bad things have happened. Yep. And, uh, you know, whether it's burning churches or some really, really terrible I'm things. I'm not so sure that's all bad. But, you know, well, you know, yeah. but bad things have happened over the years with, with metal dudes. And, the, and this one, this guy in particular, granted, like I said, he's not completely metal or whatever. But raping a baby, when 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 raping the phrase, oh, man. when the headline says rapes a baby or raped a baby, that's good. You go, no, no, no there's no way. There's no way that's real. Yeah, no. And, and, and wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's, it, uh, I felt bad because like we were cracking jokes with the lead singer Cavella Jack after the interview. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we'd stopped recording, but it, it was kind of funny about. Uh, I was making the joke that, like, you know, don't don't you get a bit of a pass on the age limit thing if you write if you write yeah. really awesome riffs? It's the Michael Jackson. The, it, yeah, it, he's the king of pop. So right, okay, you can go down to like eight year old boys. All right, that's a, that's acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Anything below eight years old, I didn't old, argue that. <laughs> anything below eight years old, you're kind of pushing it. Yeah. Okay, at yeah. least eight, they can say no. <laughs> um, and then you know it's really, but but an eleven month old baby. What? Yeah, no. What? And, oh, and trust me, Lost Prophets have nothing in their catalog that, that excuses that. <laughs> yeah, it's like Last Train Home is the one is like the one big song that they had, and and it's not his singing on it isn't even particularly good. No, no. it's funny because I, it, I, I hate to admit that I used to actually be a fan of the band. Uh-huh. Well, no, you shouldn't. I mean, I'm a Jimmy Eat World fan, so you know. well, that's. But they're better than the Lost Prophets. The Lost yes, Prophets are pretty bad, <laughs> and and I admittedly will come out of the closet and say that I. I, I kind of enjoyed their stuff over uh-huh. the years. But, you know, everybody's going to have a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Uh, but I never... <laughs> not as guilty as Not as guilty as Ian Watkins. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Oh, you are totally, totally fucking guilty, uh, man. Man, and, I, and he pled guilty to it. That's what's really kind of weird. Well, is well he, did, he didn't plead guilty to raping the baby. He, no, that's He true. pled guilty to attempting to rape the baby <laughs> which i don't know it's totally the fact that you couldn't make it happen is that worse yeah i know it's sort of i don't know if that's like like hey man look at i'm so big i couldn't even fit it in 11 year 11 month oh, old baby oh, i don't know if that's what oh, he's trying to say but i, I mean, don't even want that oh stop it. i know but I, it's awful it's terrible but what i'm saying is is that what exactly are you salvaging by no, not I, I think the attempt was that it was that there was some text back and forth oh between it wasn't a people. physical attempt. i don't think it was a physical attempt i think it was an, uh, okay. i think he was actually trying to engage in that and didn't quite because one 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 okay. of the texts like if you are mine so was your baby or something like yeah. that or and so there's so what were some of the other allegations against him because he, he had uh the, he had basically photos and pictures and uh a sex act with the with the underage with a minor or something like that and then there was a yeah, it was a bunch of stuff. Bestiality. Pictures yeah, we have pictures animals. of animals, which I wasn't sure that was a crime, but maybe it is in Wales yeah. or England or whatever. It Not that be. I own any pictures or anything, but it's sort of like I thought that was sort of a, I don't know, a thing. I don't know. Cats and sexy poses sort of gets me going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he had, uh, the worst was that he had had uh, raped a, like a 13-year-old girl who was the daughter of a fan and it was him and the mom. Yeah, the moms, the two, the two women two that the, the, that are involved in this whole thing, were were kind of offering up their children to him. Man. In a weird, I don't know. That's like a weird cult thing. How does that even I, come I up know, like in conversation? Weird. You know? Uh, yeah. I mean, I have trouble like saying hi to a woman at a bar, let alone hey, <laughs> can I fuck your thirteen year old? That'd be kind of awesome. Yeah. 
You know, I don't care how long the get, relationship's let's been. Let's go do this. This is gonna be good. What you like my music? Hey, yeah, check this out. Yeah, I, I don't. How do you? How do you even get to that point, man? I mean, I guess if you had a, like a hit single that was all about doing that, then okay. You know, then then you've got an entree to the conversation. I wonder if he's ever like written lyrics that you know the rest of the band was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the, in relation to other 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 weird acts or things. Like, like if I'm, for some reason Seth Putnam popped in my head, <laughs> the anal cut. It's like if you jump on stage <laughs> yeah. to stage dive and you wind up getting raped by Seth Putnam, <laughs> that's just gonna happen. Why? Because he's naked on stage and he been yeah yeah. So that that's what's gonna happen. It's it's the you put yourself in these situations, but these poor kids, you know, I just don't understand how they're. How you could be such a fan of a band or a person to allow something like that to happen to your children? I just don't even. I don't even get that. I mean, I would get it. Like, like if it's Robert Plant, maybe you know what I mean. <laughs> well, like you're saying, is it the Jeff Hanneman? Is <laughs> yeah, it the, totally. Is yeah. it the Michael Jackson? It's like okay, <laughs> it's really weird that we're taking our kids out to this carnival in the middle of a desert to, to hang out with a pop star from 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. But I think it'll be okay. Yeah. I think I think Johnny will be okay. Yeah. I think he'll be okay. No, no, no. He, yeah, we'll just leave him with him. It'll be all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's it, it, it's truly. I can't think of anything. You know, the, at first it's like, well, geez, has there ever been an accusation of a crime or or a crime that is worse than this in the metal world? And there, I don't think there ever has been. But then and I'm thinking, what crime could be worse? I'm not sure if there is one. No, there's. A, I mean, even even when he's going to wind up in prison and he's going to get raped, you know, pound me in the ass prison when he gets uh, yeah. gets in there. But the even when the prison population looks at you as the worst of the worst of the worst, it's like that dude that like mass murdered 50 people looks at you and goes, man, you're a scumbag. Right, right. <laughs> you are the worst of the worst of the worst. I mean, like even like a silence of the lambs type of scenario where like, you know, you, you uh, get somebody who puts themselves on Craigslist and says, Hey, I'd really, I got a fetish for getting eaten. Are you about a size 16? Yeah. And then you kill somebody and then you eat them. I mean, that's bad, but that's kind of metal too. This yeah. isn't even metal. You know, yeah, a little bit metal. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Trying to do my best game gum. <laughs> I've seen Silence of the Lambs way too much, <laughs> but oh, I don't know, dude. It's just I may, maybe the I can't even wrap my mind around it because yeah. it's so gross to me. It's so yeah. gross in my mind. Like, it, yeah, HMV refuses to sell now any and all copies of the album. So the rest of the bands, like we made it, and we were hoping we could just ride into the sunset on publishing and that sort of and thing. And they probably could have. But they now they can. Yeah, they're fucked. I mean, it's, it's worse than like what happened to the Dixie Chicks. Because they could have, well, <laughs> only George Bush hates them. Yeah, well, so, and country radio. And they were vilified. So <laughs> yeah. it was like, oh, well, okay. But no, I could not, uh, I mean, I understand why that they pulled that out the shelves, because he's, he's going to make, he would still make some kind of, money off that yeah, his family they, or somebody yeah somebody would make some money off that but you know honestly in the same token maybe that would help the victims if somebody's civilly um liable or whatever i don't know that i ain't no goddamn lawyer he's so bitches <laughs> but if, if he's got a victim he owes them money he's gotta have money coming in somehow other oh than, when like the uh, civil uh, thing than, happens you know being a uh being, being a <laughs> Damn it. He can't even make like appearances. You know what I mean? It's not like he's showing up to Comic Con. Yeah. 
<laughs> so what I mean? forty dollars so you can ra- rape your rape your baby. <laughs> forty for an autograph. Sign, Eighty. Sign my baby's diaper. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, that's no. tasteless jokes. No, I just want everybody to know that that was it was Chuck. That was not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rubbing off on uh, you. I think. Uh, I think so. I think you might be. <sighs> terrible, terrible. Sorry. I, I hey man. I'm I've got these weird. I've got things in my brain that I, get, that I can't even spit out because they're in my mind. It's, I'm like, it's so bad. It it's is so, so bad. terrible. And I'm like, I don't even want to say that because it makes me feel uncomfortable. I, I think it's right to, you know, have radio, you know, not playing them. And, and I mean, I'll know that radio was playing them anyway, but not uh, much. Uh, yeah. And, and stores not selling it and all that sort of thing. I, you know, I, I feel bad for the rest of the band. Yeah. That's, that's where I kind of, it's, you know, they didn't do anything. Right. And it sounds like they didn't really know what was going on. Like, they didn't really know about this. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to have some idea that he's got the proclivity for younger ladies but at some point. But yeah, but you probably don't think it's going that far. No. no. Well, it's like one of the things that they, he was accused of was like some 16-year-old... Uh, f- offered her virginity. Offered her virginity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like, you know, what, what song get- by Boston does not condone <laughs> right. that activity? Yeah. You know what I mean? Something about banging in the backseat of a of some kind of car yeah. or, uh, you know, winger and she's only 17. Or Christine but- 16. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. It's... It's, I, I'm that, not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's good, and, and it's creepy as all hell. Thirty years later, but but she can also like, a girl of sixteen can make her own decision to say that you have to be the adult to go no. Yeah, and he no. didn't, and it's like uh, okay, you go. You're not going to spend your rest of your life in jail for it. Yeah, exactly. and and I think most people would be like, okay, that that's not right, but it's yeah. mm. you know. But when you're talking about thirteen and you're talking about eleven month olds and all that sort of thing, and and there's a hell of a lot more that's going to come out over time, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, you gotta ugh. you gotta know because the because the other two women that are involved in the case are still still like on trial. I think. I, I I just feel like I mean not to like get too much into his head, but you don't go from like. You know, sixteen-year-old to thirteen-year-old to eleven-month-year-old. That seems like that's a slippery slope more than just a cliff. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can, yeah. No, see, I don't even want to make these jokes I, in my mind. I, I really don't like. It's terrible. What's staring through my mind is like awful. Yeah, awful. It's yeah. I it, it pains me to, that I'm even thinking about. Uh, no, no. <laughs> clear it out. Clear it out. Clear it out. Okay. Now the band says that they're done. Exactly. Uh, that, that's what we want to get into that We're here. Get into that. I want, we want to talk about that because there's a couple. We want to tie it into a couple things because um, Cannibal Corpse this week basically said that they are are never going to break up that's ever right. ever yeah. going to break up. Uh, you know whether it's um, who was it was a Black Flag right it's, has um, one third of a remaining original member in the band and they're still a band. Lost Prophets um, singer. <laughs> You know, going yeah. to, he's going to jail. They can't sell any more records ever, and they decided to break up. We want to talk about when is it actually time to put the nail in the coffin and be done with it. But we we need to get into that after we talk to Matt Pike because uh, but you got to hear this interview. It was very interesting in a very weird, weird situation. Yeah, as far as what was uh, surrounding uh, what was going on before. Our interview with uh, with Matt, Black. and this was one of those interviews where I wish we had a video camera because there was a lot going on in his face. I don't know if True. you were looking at him. I did, yeah. I, but I was look. Man, there was a lot of stuff that like I could just see him thinking about whether he wanted to say you can hear what it. he was thinking. You can hear it. So yeah. ch- check out our interview with Matt Pike on the Metal Sucks podcast.
we talk about High on Fire, we talk about how music is like a village, and in the middle of the village is this well where all the guitar riffs are, and you seem to be the only one who knows how to get to the bottom of that well. You gotta have the password. <laughs> I mean, do you notice that when you listen to bands where you're like, man, we, where's the riffs? Well, I yeah, in my personal like selfish little world, like I'm always all I could improve that or something. But you know, if I was worried about that, I'd be producing records and not just make you know playing guitar. Uh. <laughs> Are you humming them in your head for like weeks? Do you wake up with them or what? My hand just plays them. I don't know. I, sometimes I think of them in my head. Sometimes my hand just does them. It's it's really. I don't know. It's kind of a fickle thing. <laughs> it seems like everybody else would be like, oh, no, all the great riffs have already been written. And then you put out oh, a new bullshit. album. bullshit. Yeah. No, music's an ocean. You know, there's always a new wave to surf. It's serious. And sometimes it's clown makeup and sometimes it's good riffs, you know? <laughs> do you ever feel like you got to, like, I don't know, change a tuning or, you know, do something? I haven't changed my tuning since, you know, I started in Asbestos Death or Sleep and all the way till now I've been in the same tuning. Seems to work for me. But it's 7.23 centimeters squared, which is the sound of ohm. It's also the distance between your two pupils. If you take 100 people and take the average, it's 7.23 centimeters squared. Sacred geometry. Got it. Got it. <laughs> and it's also the key that I play in. So the last time, uh, last time I saw you play here in Austin was, I think, right after you had decided to, uh, to get sober. Yeah. And um, how's that working for you? It's working for me. I'm staying strong, you know. I have my moments where, you know, I fall off a little, but I always kind of, I've been doing very, very well at it, you know, and just try to adhere to my, you know, exercise and my vitamins and minerals and all that sort of stuff, the granola kick or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, there's moments where I ain't as strong as others and, you know, I just try to stay as sober as I can as long as I can. Is it harder at home than on the road? No. It just depends. It depends on circumstances. Like, it's been really hard the last couple of days because I just lost a really dear friend, you know, and it's the first thing you think of, you know, but it's a matter of just going back to the drawing board, you know, and like, you know, keeping, keeping oneself in check. How do you cope with that while you're on the road? I don't know, like <laughs> a lot of meditation, a lot of just deep thinking, a lot of knowing um, where I'm at in the world and knowing that I'm doing a lot better than I was, you know, and knowing, you know, having a relationship with death in a weird way, knowing that it's, you know, I- I'm not informidable. <laughs> yeah, because going through the experience of getting sober i mean how much does that has to do with the sort of sense of your own mortality and then you get faced with it when a friend dies i mean i I guess that's the whole point you know that's what i'm trying to say is like you know it could happen anytime and it might not happen from drugs and alcohol but in an overall percentage i would say the average people that i know that die are from drugs and alcohol or you know lends itself to a lot of other things that that go on in your mind yeah. Did you come out of it on the other side with more yeah, clarity? Yeah, well, I'm a lot. I'm happy most of the time. I was happy when I was a drunk, though, too. I mean, most of the time. And then I, I go through, you know, I get 
kind of bipolar about things sometimes though you know i go up and down i've struggled with depression for a long time i don't know exercise seems to help me a lot because i did that even out a little bit after yeah, yeah yeah you gave it up a little Just bit chemicals in your brain you know are there like road crew people that you're like i can't hire you again because i can't have that around me that sort of thing or is that not really that was like that before you know what i mean i didn't want a drunk working for a drunk so <laughs> i wanted a sober person all the time you know but no 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 I, I just need people who are level and in check and professional and you know want to want to make the best show possible and you know that's what i'm trying to do too is like be aware and be conscious and you know, um, being able to express my emotions and feelings through guitar playing and not through rants of anger or pain or, you know, hysteria because I'm chemically induced to, you know, it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's a long process to like explain to everybody. Like it's a little deeper than that. There's a lot of soul searching that, you know, and it's different for everybody and there is no one way of doing it. There's, you know, it's everybody's different having struggled with a little bit of that in my lifetime i, I know exactly where you're coming from <laughs> yeah yeah it, i mean it must be tough too because it seems like that whole experience for you is very much more public yeah it sucks man because you know because i can really go to a bar and drink a coke and watch everybody get drunk but since i'm at a bar instantly like the media or someone twitting or whatever the fuck will be all oh i saw matt pike at the bar that gets back to whoever i'm have to answer to and they're all i heard you were at the bar drinking beer i'm all no i was at a bar drinking coke watching people drink beer and hanging out you know i don't know how else to hang out with people outside of i'm in a bar till 4 a.m every night so you know that will circulate around and sometimes you know i get an unfair you know judgment over it and sometimes you know i really did fuck up and drink at the bar you know it it depends most of the time though i've been very well in check you know it's like i've kept it together rather rather well i would say does it get any easier it doesn't get easier nothing gets easier life doesn't get easier it's still as fucking stressful as always or you know but there's little good moments that you have to enjoy you know I find humor and jokes are a good way of getting through all that, you know. It's like remembering what happened the night before. <laughs> yeah, that goes a that goes a long way. Yeah, if I had a dollar for every one of those, <laughs> probably have a dollar for every day in my life up till a certain point, you know. So, was there a moment that sort of for you was like, okay, that's it? Yeah, dude. When I ended up in the hospital in Spain, and I lost out on a really really important show. Excuse me. And, um, yeah, and uh, I ended up in the hospital because the left side of my body went numb and I couldn't see out of my eye. And it gave me a good scare. Freaking you know? scary, yeah. yeah. Was there anything that came out of that? I mean, like... Yeah, I went to rehab. Well, I mean, was it like... I mean, as far as permanent damage done or anything? anything I don't know. Like I, I, Yeah, I have some personal problems, you know, like um, with my nerves and my feet. I have a peripheral neuropathy, which is like, it's pretty much numb feet and it feels like I'm walking on hot coals and my, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night with like a fucking horrible foot cramp. I pretty much walk around daily with that all day. I mean, and it doesn't go away, you know, that's from a vitamin deficiency and 
uh, it you know the sugar and stuff like that attacking my nerves it happens to a lot of diabetics although i'm not diabetic so but yeah it's a, and it's a common thing you know but it, it's very painful and it sucks a lot but i get through it i you know acupuncture and you know just stretching out really well and you know other things kind of help the chiropractor helps that and, you know I was getting kind of personal, man. I'm sorry. Like, uh, no, 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 it's all good. You should have heard the interview with Tom Mariah, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. I thought we were all going to cry. <laughs> no, we appreciate it. None of us can stop the aging process. None of us are getting younger. No, we're only getting older But I'm by fucking the day. 40 wonderful. I want to stay here. I'm cool. You know, I'm doing really well as far as, like, my band and performances and, you know, what I'm doing. I'm really happy, you know. And as far as home life goes, I have a killer fiance and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to kind of get my life a little more in order than it has been for the past 26 years being on tour. You know, it's like it wears on you. And there is a time where you need a stable place to like call home, you know, and I always would long for that. And I try to make it work. And it's a really hard thing to to try to, you know, dial that in. So it works like a machine, you know. And so your life's in order. It's it's a long, long process of learning how to do that, you know, and treating loved ones with respect, you know, and doing what you do at the same time, you know, being, <laughs> being a rock star and, you know, home life don't exactly mix all the time, you know, and people, <laughs> I wish I could say don't read the internet, you know, but the internet just has tons of shit on it and some of the shit's good about you and some of the shit just doesn't look good in the eyes of, you know, your loved ones. You well, know? we tried, Go I tried Google and I couldn't find anything too bad. I was oh, going to yeah. bring it all up no, if I could. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, all it takes is like a bad email from an ex-lover yeah. or something like that and then stories evolve in one's head and then, you know, it's it's too late after that. You know, you just stop arguing at a certain point and just be all, fuck, fuck it. I don't I don't know what to say. I'll just try to make it better some by actions, you know. She has to be somebody special with a certain amount of special kind of patience. To oh, she, she's amazing, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she's also, she's a third-year law student. She's going to be a lawyer soon, and... Yeah, she's really good for me, you know. She, like, definitely takes care of me. And, you know, we have our little tiffs about my career, but she also loves me because, you know, I do what I do, and she knows that, you know, I'm someone kind of special that can do this kind of thing, you know. It's not meant for... Everybody's not cracked up to take the kind of pressure I have to fucking deal with, you know, or anybody in my position does. I'm not saying I'm the only one in the world or I'm even on a level where I could compete with Tom Araya. I couldn't even imagine what that guy's fucking had to deal with, you know. But, you know, the the, the whole career choice is... It's a, it's, a, it's a tough one to, like, manage your whole life doing what I do, you know. I can see why the, the incident in Spain makes a lot of sense because it's like, it's not just about you at that point. It's no, about your band. Dude, there's your babies that get fed from that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And me being a selfish asshole took food out of that baby's mouth. You know, it's like, yeah, there's families that depend on it now. And it's, there's a little more responsibility. But it also gives me, makes me take great pride in it because it needs to be 100% the best that I can possibly do, you know which I'm striving to just 
become the best person I can and the best guitar player I can and good God try to be the best singer I can. <laughs> you know, there's only so far you can go with that. <laughs> I'm my own worst critic about that. But, you know, no one else is singing, so I might as well. <laughs> I mean, I think Jerry Garcia was like, you know, that's what did him in was just that pressure of needing to tour. They had this huge staff of oh, people yeah, where supporting I, what where they were I, doing. Where I went to rehab was actually the room he died in. I detoxed him. Right? Yeah. This was a trip. They're all, oh, yeah, that's the room Jerry Garcia died in. I'm all, I knew I was fucking hallucinating in that. <laughs> like. <laughs> I see a beer, big bearded man in the corner. I don't know what's going on. It's okay, man. He's singing Touch of Grey. <laughs> yeah, he, he was so soft and tender. And there's little fucking Care Bears running around him. Running around a rainbow, bringing me Skittles. <laughs> with LSD attached. You know? With the fiance, did you have the relationship with her before all this went down? Or is this all yeah, coming yeah, out of no, that no, experience? No, no, no. We've been together for about four and a half years. And, you know, we've worked it out over time it's taken a lot of time to develop what we got and it's really really at a good spot right now and you know we love each other a lot and we've put up with a lot from each other her more than me you know <laughs> that's they'll all say that no matter what yeah <laughs> well you do have to tell her i am a rock star at least once two months oh yeah once every three months <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then there's the there's <laughs> <laughs> there's differences in, in drug use and monogamy and there's all sorts of subjects that come up you know but no no you get you work it out with someone when you find a person you love like that you know yeah. you make it work yeah, i've been married for over 10 years my wife sends me out to take the trash i take a key to the house with me just in case yeah you don't have to you're like and a key pipe. to the moving van just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, is that everything you own can be thrown into a duffel bag and yeah. put on the <laughs> That's true. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz you know the vinyl's hers. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> Not the vinyl. So when you it went from sleep to high on fire and I mean, this is your baby. This is you. Yeah. Right? I yeah, mean, did for you sure. sort of like go into it with that sort of uh, n sort of understanding and knowing the responsibility that you were going to take on? Yeah, I didn't know how far I'd get, but I'd look my, myself in the mirror and I'd be all, dude, you're going to fucking punish this. You're going to fucking do this, you know? And every show and every time I walk up there, I'm like, dude, there's nothing that's going to fucking stop me, you know? It's like I eat the world or the world eats me and I... I'm not going to let that happen, you know, it's, and, you know, coming to a lot of self-realization and stuff through like me finding sobriety and me finding and, you know, try, trying to be a little more on a, on a path that's a little more, you know, towards righteousness than towards just fucking my depression and darkness and living and trying to work through my work off my pain you know maybe i should let some of my pain go and start thinking about how i can be a little more brilliant and how i could shine a little brighter than you know just living in my own squalor in my head you know it's like that's a that's a waste of time and it's a pity party and, you know, I'm trying to find new ways to get out of <laughs> that. Where does all that pain come from? Uh, just childhood stuff. and You know, just lots of stuff that I'd prefer not to elaborate on, man. 
Does that mean the next High on Fire record is going to be a shiny, happy record? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's going to be, be heavy a- as fuck. <laughs> very aggressive and, you know, <laughs> I'm still a very determined, uh, yeah, no, the wheels haven't stopped turning. It's going to be... It's gonna be ultimate. <laughs> I want to kill this shit. It so. seems like the the better the albums get, the faster they come out. Do, do does is that true? Is that accidental, or is I mean, is that more to do with the touring schedule or what? I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. It's not like when you get what? done with an album, you feel like you're on a roll and you just want to keep on writing. Yeah, no, it's you get bursts of creativity. I believe that's the problem with the world is everybody has too much creativity and they don't know what to do with it so it turns to violence and finger pointing and religion and pain and suffering and war and you know and i think all that comes from wasted creativity (laughs) i really do you gotta figure out some outlet for it yeah fuck find some fucking way to paint your way out of fucking your hate you know (laughs) I guess that didn't work for Adolf Hitler so well, though. <laughs> you know, <laughs> failed painter. You fucking chalk it up to fucking Holocaust. You know, like. yeah, you put a happy little bush over here and <laughs> kill the six million Jews over here, and yeah. yeah, sometimes bad things happen. So when you're not recording, you're not not having one of those bursts of creativity. You're not touring. What's your day? I mean, what what is it that that sort of keeps you? From- oh, 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 I have a little dog i hang out with like always and i uh i cook a lot and i draw and i write and i go hiking and i go to the gym a lot and i've been uh i got my knee fixed so i've been doing martial arts again real slowly though i can't i can't really uh attend the classes yet because i'm still working on like how much pressure i can put on my knee but you know i've been going and doing light bag work and light sparring and some stick fighting and um just lifting weights and stretching out really good taking some yoga classes and you know it all sounds granola and gay but you know it's for my it's so i can stay alive and continue doing what i'm doing you know it definitely will be positive for the metal and you know and, and don't think I didn't learn how to play guitar on LSD because that's where it all came from. You know, it's like <laughs> my brain's still just as fucked up. I'm, you know, I'm still at social holocaust when my mouth opens. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. Do you find musicians, like young musicians are coming up to you now more than before, like trying to like pull from your brain Musically yeah, and no, I see a lot of them. There's a lot of kids that come out and just there'll be that kid in the front that just sits there and stares at my fingers, you know, and it's just like wondering. And it's like you'll get there someday, dude. <laughs> you really will. <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing, and you know. <laughs> and then the bomb drops, and then you know another bomb drops, and another bomb drops, and <laughs> you're already so deep in it you can't get you can't dig your way out so you just go, do what you do yeah. i think that's like that for anything you do in life you know yeah that's how we deal with adversity yeah that's makes us stronger so we were talking earlier there's this news story out about the singer for a band called lost prophets who yeah. has just pled guilty for pedophilia which oh. is awful, right? Yeah. But we were talking about how, like, I'm not familiar with his music or anything like that, but is there, like, 
you know, like, like let's use like a Jeff Hanneman as an example. Is there like a when when you if you were to have heard that he had done something like that, is there an age where you go, but dude, his riffs were so good, and you give him a pass? Well, yeah, well, and you can't give him a pass be? for what he's done. It's but the Michael Jackson idea. It's the Michael yeah, Jackson question, dude. It doesn't make him any less of a genius. Like a lot of most geniuses are fucking fucked in the head you know it's or bipolar or fucking autistic or the the best minds ever for mathematics music the arts have all been fucking bipolar in some fucking weird psychopaths yeah. yeah psychopaths sociopaths well the whole world's a fucking sociopath you know like i don't know just get on it get on your fucking cell phone you know that's everybody's personal pocket jesus you know it's fucking it's outrageous but yeah it's it seems to be like you can't really make true heartfelt art unless you have something to fucking say or hurt or feel over you know some sort of pain or you know i i want to turn that into like being driven by creativity and you know concentrate on being elaborate and being you know very clever i think that's more important than being sad right you know right. Yeah. or Cause angry because you don't want everybody going man i hope matt doesn't get too happy because then he's not gonna be able to yeah, create gonna put turn it out, on the album I mean? or this would happen and yeah, yeah. yeah and and really their happy face record. is gonna fucking melt it will happen again too i'm not gonna play games like <laughs> I've never been a game player when it comes to that. Yeah. 
They say rock and roll is the devil's music. Well, let's say that it is. I got news for you. Let's say that rock and roll is the devil's music, and we know it for a fact to be absolutely, unequivocally true. Boy, at least he fucking jammed. <laughs> audio mashup of uh, Slayer and Marvin Gaye. It's pretty awesome, dude. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy the mashup thing. I really do. I think it's a. I think it's a. I think it's a fun experiment, if nothing else. Yeah, it's it's guys with certain skills for production that do a pretty good job with that stuff. I think they do. They're they're the best ones that I've seen out there. One and done. Uh, so yeah, well, let's do it once. Move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not something that hey, this is going to be on my playlist forever. Man, that's got to be so hard when you put that much effort into something that you know nobody's going to listen to more than once. Yeah, but if it goes if it goes viral, it'll at least get like a million hits. Because if it's if it's something yeah. that's big enough, it's going to go there. It's gonna it's gonna breach that gap. And for a lot of people, viral is all they're trying to get these days. Yeah, you know? and if it's going to bring some attention to. Their website and what they can do with production, good for them, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. it got my attention for sure, man. Yeah, 
but uh, taking a classic album like uh, like what was it? was that yeah that was South of Heaven right yeah and uh, putting that together <laughs> yeah because South of Heaven I mean like in the 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 like the lexicon is that the right word that is the right word of of great metal albums I mean Raining Blood obviously is bigger better it's a more important album but True. South of Heaven is still a definite top 10 metal album of all time mm, I, I could agree with that I yeah. mean South of Heaven is my favorite Slayer record but but out of them all right Rain and Blood is probably the the most important in their career exactly so, uh, yeah I can I can agree with you that you could say like Master Puppets right there Rain and Blood Vulgar yeah. Display of Power those are top three and I think it's pretty much hard it's really hard to argue anything else outside of that Wait, wait, outside. What do you mean outside of that? Outside of those three, those are the three greatest, most, most solid, most important metal albums of all time. What? Yes. No. Yes. No. What else? What am I missing? You're, dude, there's like a huge list of metal albums. Sure, but are- outside the top three. Well, I mean, if you're ta- if you're talking like t- only three, like, only three. Uh, well, okay, then that, that's one way to narrow it. That's down. all I'm saying. That's, that's one way to not argue that point. But now, you, when you when you reach out to like the top Maybe five, Sa- Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, or no, you know, Black Sabbath, Paranoid, no, yeah, 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 no. yeah, because nothing would come behind that if it wasn't for that. So, no, I I know, but it's still not like great. I mean, it, it's it's it, I, no, no. That's those albums aren't not even top ten, maybe. Yeah. What was so? What what? But if you go to once you go to top five, then now I think is where it gets really interesting because I think that Surgical Steel has now inserted itself in the top five metal albums of all time. Nah, I mean, I think it's I think it's in the list of top five or top metal albums of all time. I, I think that would be in the. In the scope of something like that, but uh-huh. I, I don't know that it's going to be in the top five of all time. I mean, that's 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 really it's, it's saying a lot, isn't it? It's saying a lot. Maybe top fifty. It's it's going to be in there. See, I used to think like Heartwork was like I would say six. Heartwork would be up there, would be right yeah. there in that in that run, but not uh, the new one just yet. I, I did, no, yeah. you got it. I th- I can't stop listening to it. I know, me either. I came out like months ago. I know, me. I'm I'm right there with you. I'm it's. But I'm a I'm a I'm a dumb carcass fan. I mean, like anything. I bought that. I went to the record store day and bought the damn vomit vinyl, dude. I, totally. I, I'm totally all about it. Yeah, I'm, but even so, I mean, trying to be as objective as you possibly can, see, you gotta say Surgical Steel is the number four greatest metal album of all time. <laughs> that doesn't sound very objective. That does not sound very objective to me. And that's my problem. Is like I'm trying to remove myself from from that that kind of argument as far as like what my personal opinion is. Because when we were doing our top 15s uh, for the website for Metal Sucks, and because that's going to get posted here sometime this month, yours definitely is. Uh, but the what's going to happen is is and the, I quantified a lot of it because there's some bands on there that are the albums are probably not in the top 15 of the year but i really love that band yeah yeah i really love the band so i mean i'm i'm a big fan of black dahlia murder so i can't not list ever black as being one of the best records so carcass i feel like i'm i can't put them in that list because i'm just biased to it you know i'm already biased to it and i don't think i don't know that it deserves it based on outside looking in you there's know? a whole bunch of bands that i'm biased to but I, I'm still not going to make an argument like this one, unless the album is really this good, which it really is. No, it, it is good. It's damn good. I mean, when you put it up against anything else this year, it totally hands down beats 
beats it. Yeah, I'm just saying that that like you know for that very argument, it's like when you're comparing Surgical Steel to other albums, you better be comparing it to the greatest albums of all time to to, to really figure out where it goes. When you put it up against something like a Master of Puppets or something like that, I mean, does it hold up in that respect? I, mean, I think it will. I don't know. I, I don't know if it will stand the test of time in that respect. It's. I think it definitely will. I don't know. It's a. Sl- it, it, I think for some people it's a slow burn, but I think it's going to happen. I'd, see, I don't know if it's even a slow. I, I don't know, man. I think I th- more I just, people like you need to come out and say this is number four greatest album of all see, time. But this is what I'm saying is, is that I think that. Get the slackers who haven't bought it yet. Together. I don't want the vinyl to go up to like fifty bucks a pop. I, I, I sort of enjoy buy, buying that re-release for twenty five dollars, man. Uh-huh. No, I I don't know. I still think it's I still think it's in my own head. I still think the reason that I love this record so much is that at least. 20-25% of that is just because I love the band. That I've loved the band, I love the way the band sounds since the since their inception. Like that's one of my things is the, is Carcass. I love that band. So I feel like that I feel like I'm totally biased to it. So I get that's why I'm I but I, I don't know. I just don't think I, I can put it up there. See that I mean like the new Deicide album, right? Like I was really excited to hear that because that's In the Minds of Evil yeah. is is the best uh, song that Deicide's had probably since Once Upon the Cross, maybe even better. It might be best thing since the first album. That's a bold statement. It, but I mean, it's a freaking awesome song, and so I had a bias towards that album to be freaking awesome, and it is really good, especially in the 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 you know the catalog of Deicide. Yeah. But it it I mean this Carcass album is on another level entirely, maybe two, as far as like it it transcends its genre. So it's if, so good. So if you go to top five, who's the, who's number five? That gets tough. So I mean, I, you know, is there any what what's what else is up there? I mean, I, that's clutch self-titled. That's pretty far up there. Jeez. Uh, <sighs> but see, that's one of those that the clutch is also a debatable band whether or not they're even metal for oh, that. Of matter. course, they're metal. I mean, I, we put them there. We but we put Did, them there. But we it's, spent our first segment talking about lost profits. I think clutch <laughs> is metal. That's true. That's why we're not talking about lost profits now. <laughs> Donna, I don't even want to mention that anymore. It made me feel like dirty inside and in my. But it's a, it's a, to me it's like you know like uh, 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 last year the greatest album of the year was Gojira's L'Enfant Sauvage. I I, st- I think that that album is top. 15 20 25 metal albums of all time but it doesn't come it still doesn't come as close as surgical steel does it's i don't know still, man. There, there's there's a whole set of i think there's a whole set that people disqualify whether you're talking about the the kill switch engage end of heartache or you know there's there, there's a lot of those out al- metalcore albums that everybody's like me 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 you know metalcore sucks now but there's some stuff in there that you're uh, the system of a down toxicity i yeah, think is one of those that's that, up that there could possibly be Absolutely. at least in the top 10 of metal records of all time in my opinion yeah, that's around 15 uh, for me you know slipknot in iowa or slipknot self-titled self-titled yeah you know like either one of those because we 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 tend to get this bias against bands because of what we think they are who we think they are like if you hate new metal now or you hate metalcore now suddenly that album is not legit you know a lot of people try to do that with metallica but no master puppets is so fucking good yeah. that nobody can say that nah, no sorry that's not once yeah. an, once an album gets onto this list you can't budget <clears throat> you just can't budget and see, you could rape babies and it's still there <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh <laughs> 
That's why Michael Jackson is still the king of pop. Because he's that good. Because <laughs> fucking Thriller was that awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, all right. You and the Catholic Church can get away with it. Okay, we'll leave it alone. I mean, I, I'd love to kind of go through the list and kind of, you know, really think it through. I know, right? Because we haven't, we're just like on the fly talking what, about What's this. The, yeah. the Lamb of God record is up there uh, with Redneck on it? Um, <sighs> you know. Really, that one? That's not or, the one I would or, pick. Or the one after it What's no 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 which one it, you it, going with if, if it was going to be lamb of god to be ashes of the wake uh it'd be the one with 11th hour and omerta and something to die for uh, right, you know, the, yeah. like that like that's like that would be the and a lot of people would say as the palaces burn would say as the, the palaces, that's one i'm thinking of would too. say a lot, a lot yeah. of that one or something like that but i mean because that's the thing is that it's hard to think of i mean it's really hard to think of something even in the last decade that would be in that in that realm uh-huh. but then in the last two months to put one in there that's why i'm like maybe yeah. that's the other reason why i'm like carcass surgical steel i'm like it's only been a but we, we, i think part of being on that list has got to stand the test of time but this album will stand the test but of it's time. not stood the test of time and until it does stand the test of time we won't know whether it's going to stand the test of time test of time test of time test no of time. no no dude 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 this is the Titanic. There ain't no iceberg that's going to take this thing down. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, good. You're going to have to do fucking torpedoes. <laughs> Something, man. I'm going to be the jerk off on shore who's sent, staring at the boat going, this thing is going to stand the test of time. This is going to be one of the greatest albums of all time. And it already is. Mm. I, I'm doing, Like I said, don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. I'm with you. I love this record. Yeah. I really do. But it's it's hard. It's that's but a hard push. Every time I see a review of of this album, and it's not five out of five, ten out of ten. You know, it, it's not the max to me. It's like, what the hell is it that you want out of a record? People that don't want to be homers, man. They, you don't exactly want to be a homer about it. No, just put your balls out there and tell people what's the truth. You know, otherwise, just put out every review is three and a half horns in the air. Oh God, which is pretty much well, you know, which is that's what I do. That's that's how I review every record. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Let's know where you stand. Do I buy it or do I not buy it? Carcass's Surgical Steel is a required owner everybody should own that album yeah. everybody everybody metal fan and non-metal fan you should own that album but it, you know it, it, when you do reviews that are three and a half horns all the time it's like what the hell am i supposed to do do i buy it or do i not buy it and if you do it for every review i end up like going i don't know whether this is good or not but that's the thing i think i think most of the stuff that comes out that that's out is totally in that realm it's totally middle of the road, mediocre, and but sits people there. get in this rut, and then when an album like this comes out that's just incredible, you got to give it the props. Ah, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe not everybody thinks it deserves the props. If you don't think this album deserves the props, you shouldn't be a critic you because don't have, this, you, don't you, don't, ears. you don't know what you're talking about. There, you, yeah, you get to pull your head out of your ass. Yes, exactly. And see what it sounds like then. This is just an amazing, no, uh, amazing, amazing record. I honestly, I have not read any reviews for it. I, I, I haven't read a single review of it because I don't care. Because I love this record, I loved it so much. You know, it do- doesn't matter to me. And it kind of brings up an interesting point with the with the whole we were talking about the Megadeth uh, Super Collider right. thing, and because uh, Dave Mustaine had just said something about how uh, critics panned Super Collider, but the fans loved it or whatever. All seventy two thousand <clears throat> of them. <laughs> really? But but nowadays, you know, you get to, you. How much do reviews influence what people buy or? 
think about a certain thing i mean does it does that actually influence what you go and grab right you know does it i don't know for me it's like i write reviews i'm a critic in my own shitty respect but but at the same time i don't i don't i read some but mainly i'm reading for the writing prowess not for what (laughs) what they're talking about i'm I'm reading to see what the what how the person writes and that i'm interested in versus what they're writing about i'm always looking at reviews because i got to figure out what albums i got to beg you to give me a copy (laughs) but yeah i mean it's like it's like i'm trying to find music in all different types of ways and one way is listening to no control radio on friday nights when i can and 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 the replays on soundcloud and then the other way is uh uh reading reviews and every once in a while i'll see a review that's like five devil horns in the way alter plagues is a great example of that i would have never given that a chance yeah and then uh i, I forget who was it anso or somebody gave it like this amazing review and i'm like oh all right screw me i guess i gotta listen to this thing and i listen to it and i go this dude's right this is an incredible album mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not surgical steel but it's an incredible <laughs> incredible album and and i would have never given it a chance without the props so you know i get i find out about stuff where i can but i need critics to take a stand if I'm going to give it a chance or not give it a chance. But what if somebody like deadpans something and says it's completely awful? Are you just going to avoid it and not even give it a chance? And The only time I won't is if they say something that clues me in that I've got a certain taste that is in opposition to what they yeah okay so if it's just something that they don't if they see absence i see presence you know that sort of thing Uh, yeah yeah but i mean that could go that that could make a mediocre record be you know what i'm saying like that's a lot of time people don't want to give something i i i read decibel a bunch too and Mm -hmm. i I saw i saw my first zero in their in their section in their say my first i don't think i'd ever there may be one before but it's not it's rare to find an actual zero nut in <laughs> in the review section and i was like i need to read what the fuck that's about yeah it's awful totally and it was like and i kind of want to listen to it because that's really terrible but uh, i don't know i think it's i think people are we live in a world of extremes now where it's where it's zero or ten no, zero or ten i disagree i think we're in anything or, but or we just land in the middle so we don't hurt anybody's feelings one or the other and how many reviews are written with three you know three stars or three devil horns or whatever just so that you don't upset the publicist at the company you know what i mean wind up but you wind up getting into a into a weird area where it's just like meh you know it's not bad i mean there's some value to it right i mean if it doesn't make you feel something either way when you're trying to write about it that you wind up at three stars. Yeah, you wind up at three and a half stars. You know because and I got no because problem honestly, with that. because honestly, you just don't get shit out of it. Yeah, I mean sometimes it's a yeah. collection of songs. So sometimes yeah. like four of the songs are it's good like, yeah, and six of the songs suck. You know, this production is okay. Yeah, this is okay, but eh, it doesn't do this or it doesn't do that. Or, I, I, know, I got no problem with it, but what I do have I a problem with is when every single review is the same thing. I and, think that's not, but I think that's ninety nine percent of the music that's out there is that way. I, I think it's literally just so middle of the road. You know, we were talking about this being a good year for metal. Awesome. Like, yeah, it's, there's been Maybe a lot of really good albums that came out this year. But I guarantee you that percentage-wise, that is maybe... Five percent of the records that came out this absolutely, year. but you know and what? You wouldn't know ones? that it's a ma- it's a great year for metal if you read the reviews of it because everybody's giving it three and a half stars. I don't I don't totally agree with that. I think there's been a lot of stuff that's gotten that's gotten really good. Like a good, I went back and listened to that Extol record because I hadn't mm-hmm. I, I didn't really really give that a chance, 
and that was one that got you know really good reviews. And I went back and and listened to it again. I was like, oh, okay, now I'm starting to get this. Yeah, and it's influenced me that way. Uh, but I don't know, man. I th- I think there's so much mediocre stuff. Even if you look at the the top forty albums of the year or something like that, I guarantee you that some of that's going to be m- mediocre. Oh, totally. I mean, even if you read the glowing review of Black Sabbath's thirteen album that's in Revolver and go, "What the fuck were you listening to?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you were listening to. That was maybe a three, a three out of five at best. Yeah. At best, yeah, because that was it. God is dead, or whatever song was actually. No, it's, uh, it wasn't bad. They, I mean, maybe the best thing they've done in a long time. It was the first thing they've done in a long time. But, <laughs> but it was. But you know what I'm saying? It's. It, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that it's not mediocre. And right. I think there's a lot of mediocre stuff out there. So I mean, you can't. I, I know it's sort of a cop, and I do it. I'm I'm so guilty of like copping out with a three star thing because i don't want to i'm like oh i don't want to talk shit about this album because mm-hmm. we're probably gonna have to review this or interview this guy next week anyway right. you know like i'm so guilty of that but at the same time i i, I just don't feel it like if i don't feel one way or another about it uh, I, that's where i go yeah you know that's where you gotta go you know most of the right. time uh, it's weird I don't, i'm not arguing that it should be like a uh, at the movies thing where everybody's thumbs up or thumbs down but I'm just saying, when something is awesome, don't don't be afraid. We need afraid to start, to we need to start that doing awesome. that. We need to, we need to just start doing it. Thumbs up or thumbs down. We need to say screw it. Absolutely. Well. well, I think people got to understand that instead that, of a fit, like no, you and I, we need yeah. to just, instead of fifty fifty this thing. We just yeah. boom boom. Yeah, yeah, done, done, and done. Yeah. Oh, we got to wrap this stupid show up. All right. I don't know. It's the it's the week after Thanksgiving. I think we're both just sort of hung like hung over from. Food and family and high on fire, high on fire, and uh, yeah, crap. All right, but make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and listen to us every Monday on Metal Sucks. Follow him of course. on at No Control Radio and at Bearded and follow Godless at Godless Speaks on the Twitter box. I am Chickity Chuck. I'm Godless, and this has been the Metal Sucks Podcast. Yeah.